Hello everyone, I'm Contest of Wrestling.com here to talk about Monday Night Raw, a very special Memorial Day episode here. Uh, John Clark, because of the holiday, is on vacation tonight, so you're here riding solo. Uh, but with your, your wonderful comments, as always, we'll, we'll get right through it. Uh, very, very eventful episode. This is the go home show for Hell in a Cell on Sunday, so we'll talk all about that because we had multiple matches for that show announced, for, uh, announced during the show tonight for, for the show on Sunday, and also the ones that we already knew about were hyped up as well. So, definitely lots to get into. So, I, I guess again, first and foremost, have a more memorial day, everybody. Hope you had a good holiday. Uh, if you had off of work, I hope you enjoyed it. If you had work or I'd uh, be able to, uh, we're able to celebrate it somehow. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's days like this, it's, it's a holiday, but it's, we still, you know, the, the wrestling world goes on, so we still have we still have raw and whatnot. So, uh, definitely, oh, national point asking where's John? John is on vacation. Uh, he had, I guess, had a chance to take a three day weekend. I could actually, I think it was like five days. Uh, he had a nice vacation for, for Memorial Day to get away and recharge the batteries a little bit. Uh, he's, I think he should be back with us, uh, for the NXT show, uh, to tomorrow night on Tuesday. So, I uh, just, you know, he was off to doing something at the summer of the holiday. So, just John's out there. I hope you're doing well, John. Uh, but here, here we're here to talk about my night raw and, and uh, Helen the Savage has become. Very much so, a, a raw exclusive pay per view or premium event, yeah, uh, which is very, very weird. Um, in the sense of like they haven't even said that it's they, they've been throwing on the cell and they keep adding matches entirely on the raw side. We got two new matches tonight just on the raw side alone. Um, so I, I don't know what they're doing there. DJ points out that, that John was tweeting, yeah, John always watches the show, like John always uh, watches if it's raw or SmackDown, even if he's not here. He's, he, he's here in spirit, and you can follow along with his tweets tonight uh, to, get, to get, get a sense of what he thought. We'll talk about uh, anything that we, you know, anything that comes comes up on the, on the NXT show. Um, Carmen says it should be called a pay per view. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm old fashioned. I, I, I still am trying to trying to reach in my, my reach in my brain to say it's it's a premium live event because that's the uh, the the technical term, but. Uh, the, to me, they're, they're pay-per-views. I think we can all agree on that. Brian says the Hell in a Cell card is shaping up. I mean, it's shaping up. Like I said, it's weird because like this is very much a, a brand exclusive show at this point. SmackDown doesn't have any matches that I know of at the moment. I will look it up just to be sure. But even if they have like the, if they happen to uh, do the the, the, the tag title match that they kind of set up tonight, but they officially announced that, uh, that would be kind of a SmackDown match I'm looking right now. Just raw matches, so that'd be even weirder if they just had one, uh, one SmackDown match uh, versus right now it is six raw matches. Like that, I guess I kind of would rather they just leave it, uh, or I would rather they say, "Hey, this is a raw exclusive pay per view like they used to." I just think it is a raw brand pay per view. Um, I don't think that was ever officially announced, but again, not to be redundant, but uh, that is very much the case. Um, what we're seeing so far Herman says that the is the brand split coming to an end I mean that's always the hot question differing reports about uh what what the case is there the latest that I've seen is that we might see people going back and forth a little bit more than usual which has already been the case for a little bit now um but I, I the brand split is definitely I always joke the brand split's dead at the very least it is much much softer than, than it used to be uh, with some predictions about what, what they could add on the SmackDown side, Eddie says they could do Ricochet versus Gunther, IC title, that'd be very fun. Uh, and Eisenwalkers saying they could do uh, Ronda versus Natalia, perhaps I, I could see that as well. Um, I guess I, 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 it'd be good to have Ronda on there if, if you're not going to have uh, Roman Reigns, who supposedly is not 
not going to be there. He's not advertised. So we're going to talk more about how sales we go here. We are going to talk about the matches that were that were added to the show tonight. So I guess trying to work in the chronological sense. We started the show. Uh, Becky Lynch uh, had a promo. She, of course, was added to the, the Raw Women's Championship match. What's now a triple, triple threat match. That was last week. Uh, so we had uh, that promo to, uh, after that. Was, I think that may, may have been last week. So that triple threat match. She's talking about that. Talking about how she's confident. She'll get the title back. Uh, she... Uh, you know, point of the screen, and we saw, uh, I guess, an, an image from Money in the Bank 2020 when Oscar won the Money in the Bank match. And of course, as we know now, uh, subsequently, that, that that was technically for the title because Becky gave her the title. She went away to have her baby. So again, incorporating that that long term history, as I often appreciate that the way they do. One when they do that, they don't they don't always do that. When they do that, I appreciate it. Uh, and then Oscar interrupts, and unfortunately, uh, this was pretty much the same thing that she's been doing. With Becky since she came back, calling Becky a baby and the fake crying, you know, it, it's pretty much been the same thing every week. Oscar's great; she's amazing in the ring, uh, but this is kind of more par for the course of what they have her do uh, from a character standpoint. Not the best. Then Blair comes out and says, and she's not complaining about having to def- defend a title triple threat match. She's confident she's going to beat both. Uh, she was upset that Oscar accidentally kicked her in the face last week, so she said, "I'm going to have a lot to say in the ring." Uh, in our match tonight, so they wound up having the, the, their match pretty much a minute later. So it was a very good match. Back to Blair versus Asuka could easily be a headline, like women's title match on, on a pay per view. And they pretty much had that style of match here in, in the first half hour of Raw. A very good match. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and Bianca won, if I remember correctly. It feels like ages ago. My sense of time is almost up after I watched Double or Nothing last night. That just really threw me off. We had, uh, to do, yeah, Belair beat her, and then Becky beat them both down after the match. So it was a very good match, and then Becky stands tall. You know, nothing nothing too crazy for, for a triple threat match build. This is the kind of stuff you, you would probably usually expect. Uh, but people seem to be excited for the match at the pay-per-view, or pretty much event. I, they're, they're interchangeable. I really don't care. Uh, Brian says, can't wait for the triple threat match. It's going to be great. Eddie said it's going to steal the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I cannot complain about having three of the very best women on the roster in the same match. The story's been been by and large. Like I've, I've been enjoying the story, just like the one dynamic of like Asuka's doing kind of the same thing every time. It's calling Becky a baby, the fake crying, like not loving that aspect, but three very, very, very talented performers. Gonna be a very good match. Uh, I feel pretty confident that that Bianca's gonna win and, and you know retain the title. Uh, Steven says I think we may see Bianca losing at Hell in a Cell though. If not, Hell in a Cell, then maybe SummerSlam. Um, I don't think she'll lose a Hell in a Cell. I mean, this is really yeah. She didn't even defend the title WrestleMania Backlash, so like it would be pretty weird to me to have her lose the title so soon. Uh, she defended the title, I think, like right around WrestleMania Backlash on Raw against Sonya Deville. Uh, this is her kind of first big defense on, on a premium live event. So I have to think that she would probably at least retain it through this. I would probably think she'd make it through my bank. And that was a stadium show that this is, this was a new story that happened at the end of last week. Uh, they moved my bank to the smaller MGM arena. So it's no longer a stadium show, but it'll still be a fun show. I'm still, I'm sure, sure it'll still, still be a good show with, with big matches, but you know, you, you can kind of assume they, they would do pretty big matches uh, for, for bigger matches for a stadium show, uh, and when they make us no longer, that's they might kind of pull it off on a really big match for for SummerSlam in that case. Uh, DJ says, Go big time, Bex, win back your baby. That, that being the title in this case, um, Becky had kind of a, like a, a you people promo. She was like, Oh, you people, uh, we're, we're rooting against me, rooting for my downfall, and you don't want me to get my title back. 
Uh, and then she like twists a little bit. She's talking again about that, that history with Asuka, which is again appreciated on my end. I'm like, I, I like that history and incorporating that. Uh, and I haven't really seen so much of, of the Becky and uh, sorry, of, of the Bianca and Asuka feud so much that they had the match tonight, but they're, they're not really like enemies. Like Asuka actually kicked her in the face last week and they kind of like they had a match tonight, which is which is great. But it's, it's like they're bitter enemies. Uh, and it seems as don't count Asuka. I mean, it'd be cool. If, I mean, and on paper, it'd be cool if she won a title so soon after coming back to kind of really establish her uh, in, in a big way. And we'll talk about another former champion coming back, Alexa Bliss, in a, in a little bit, coming back in a big way. Um, kind of similarly here, Austin coming back. She's won a couple matches. She's been looking pretty good. Uh, and I, I could see her winning in, in that sense. But again, more looking at Bianca being a champion, I'm like, I, I don't think Bianca would lose so quickly. Uh, I mean, quickly being relative, it's already the end of May now, but like, it feels like not too long ago that she won the title of WrestleMania, and that was a big moment. So I, I would feel pretty safe in saying that uh, she'll probably keep the title at least through Hell in a Cell, probably up until the road, the, the, the road to SummerSlam, maybe losing it there. But uh, it's going to be a good match. Very much looking forward to that. Um, and then I just think whoever wins my the bank for the on the women's side will, will beat Bianca, whoever they might be. I mean, in that case, I could see Ray Ripley. I could see Alexa Bliss. Um, those are probably the favorites on the Raw side of things. Over on SmackDown, not as not quite as much depth in a, in a general sense, especially with the, the, the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation. Uh, so I would probably, at this point, already still well over uh, pretty much like a month and a half away, I, I would probably say, yeah, if that prediction is true, uh, and I, I would tend to maybe even, I, I I see the thinking there, and I think it's very possible. In that case, I would hope it would be uh, very very Ripley or or Alex was in that case. So um, Brian's been enjoying the build though, saying it's been the best thing. Hoping Bianca retains. Not loving the build, but I, I do hope Bianca retains. And again, I, I did like the, the flashback to Money in the Bank, uh, Money in the Bank 2020, folks. If, if you're watching back then, um, and I'm going to assume many of you were, like that was just a crazy time, pandemic. Money the Bank at the at the WWE headquarters. It was like Money the Bank literally in WWE headquarters. They were fighting on the roof. Mary Mysterio got chucked off the roof. The world was like turned upside down because that was the one that pandemic really started to hit. Very, very crazy time. Uh, and now like anytime they kind of reference it or they, they play like a little clip of it, it's just like it's this very odd sense of nostalgia. It's like, no, I don't I don't want to go back to that way of, of things, but like it's just so crazy. And like here we are, we're like back in this relative sense of at least the, in the wrestling world of the sense of normalcy. Um, it was a crazy, crazy time, but so with that was, that's one match that we can uh, we already knew we were getting at Hell in We had several matches here, uh, confirmed for the show, added to the show, and I guess we can jump around a little bit. So, uh, tonight we had Mustafa Ali facing Champa, formerly known as Tommaso Champa. Uh, the match where if Mustafa won, he would earn a future U.S. title shot. Uh, the champion being Theory, they've been feuding for a couple weeks now, and Theory has not gotten a chance to, uh, or I should say, Ali has not got a chance to challenge the title yet. Uh, Theory has been ducking him a little bit. He faced Champa. It was a good match. We talked about this for a couple weeks now. I'm like, oh, the second they do Champa versus Ali, it should be a really good match. And it was. And then Theory attacked Ali to force a DQ, which seemed questionable because by Ali winning, he gave him a title shot, but then Theory twisted it. It was like, oh, I'll give you a title shot right now after he beat him up after the match. So it made, it made some sense. Like, it was a little awkward getting there, but it made sense. Uh, and then... Like they, the way they're they're doing it, I was like, I kind of thought they might do a shocking title change. Was like, 
I guess just for the heck of it, not not to sound too too uh, too, too casual, but like I don't know, we we see W do this all the time where it's like, oh, let's just you know just for just for the pop, just for the surprise, let's let's do a title change. I didn't necessarily think they'd do that with theory, at least here especially, just to have it like it be such a uh, such a random title change, I guess, like better word with, with the attack and then making it so obvious that uh, theory would win. You know, I, I didn't necessarily think they would do that, but I kind of felt like that's what they were going for. That the that, that Ali could win, and then he didn't. Theory won as as he should have beating up a guy that he just beat up previously, right before the match. But then Adam Pierce came out and said, you know, you may have outsmarted Ali, but Vince McMahon wants you to have a fair fight. Wants Ali to have a fair fight at Hell in a Cell on Sunday in Chicago, Mustafa's hometown. So it will be Theory defending the U.S. title against Ali on Sunday supposedly in a fair fight. So that will be, uh, as I said, uh, in Mustafa Ali's hometown. Now, WWE, uh, a lot of the time, we kind of see they don't always uh, do the thing where, oh, the hometown hero wins. Uh, actually, most of the time, they, they do the opposite, where they'll have the hometown person lose. Uh, I remember WrestleMania 35, they had pretty much every hometown guy win. Uh, I remember, like, Zach Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins won the tag titles. Tony Nese won the Cruiserweight title. It was when WrestleMania was in, at MetLife. Uh, they had a bunch of like the hometown guys win this it's like just Mustafa ali as far as i know no 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 one else i really know of being a chicago native uh, i i could see him winning uh, in, in chicago um and that's just saying she predicts uh ali winning and dj agreeing as well saying the crowd will explode uh, and ali even said the problem was like oh i'm gonna win the title in my hometown and theory attacked him again um i don't i think it could happen obviously and anything can happen anytime um, I, I'm still skeptical with Mustafa Lee, everything that, you know, he requested his release is still, I, I'm, I'm projecting, but it's like, I feel like they, they wouldn't just like reward him, if that makes sense, by giving him a tighter win so soon after he came back. The first couple of weeks after he came back, he was pretty much, if not jobbed out, like he, he lost a couple matches here and there, he got beat up pretty, pretty, I think he, he lost severe, very like, uh, and he lost a bunch of matches. Um, so not the most like impressive in terms of like one loss record not the most impressive runs for him since he came back and i don't think he would necessarily beat theory as we talk about pretty much every week here the guy that's been vince mcmahon's like home uh, hand-picked project here um so i i feel like the odds are definitely in theory's favor uh but the dj says maybe we'll do uh some like a, a quick hot potato kind of thing of having uh, ali win the title and lose it back to theory the next night they do that all the time as well. Uh, not to bring up Zack Ryder again, but when Zack Ryder won the IC title at WrestleMania and, and lost it the next night, they, they do that as well. I feel like it's been a little while since they've done that exactly, but it's definitely in their playbook. So, um, or if they would do even longer, uh, Stephen Chambers says maybe they'll do uh, Ali winning a pay per view and Theory gets back at the at the next one. So that, that would be Money in the Bank and that would be you know, a couple of weeks, whatever it might be, uh, which I could also see. Um, but I do think that maybe the smarter money might be on uh, Theory winning. And even if it's not something like this, I just says uh, it could be uh, if Theory wins, if he has to get this, this good uh, U.S. title reign, uh, as he's talked about, as fans have talked about, the big thing that we're, a lot of people are kind of, uh, if not hoping to see, maybe expecting to see. I think something that like seems like it makes a lot of sense would be Theory against John Cena at SummerSlam. That would make a lot of sense. Theory makes pretty much every interview he does makes it clear like John Cena was his inspiration, his role model when he was a kid, big, big fan of his. Makes perfect sense. US Championship, kind of that connection there. Uh, and and Theory being a guy that Vince clearly wants to get over as this next you know big project, big star. Um, all, all those dots are connecting. 
Um, so that's why I'm not necessarily thinking that he'll lose the title here. Uh, even just kind of keep that, um, keep the, the momentum going if that becomes a possibility. I think they're going to want to book him strong heading into that if, if that does become feasible. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I want that match to happen. I think that'd be a great story. Brian agreeing, saying that he, he hoped it happens. Not just she doesn't want to see Cena come back to come back only to lose the theory. I agree with that as well. Um, I don't think that would be great, but at the same time, I definitely think Cena is, is at this point where he really can help. He can, and um, maybe that's not my place to say should, but like he definitely is in a place where he can very much help um, craft, really craft these these next big stars of like, uh, you know, by, by losing, not to say by losing them, he, he could beat them and then that still helps them. But, you know, beating John Cena, like that's, you're, you're, you're a made man. Like theory would be, would be very much, uh, you know, ready to go in terms of kind of reaching the, that next level. Cause like it doesn't get bigger than that. So you could definitely see that as a hire with a fun fact here, July 27th will mark uh, the anniversary. I believe that'll be the 20 year anniversary of John Cena's debut, which is crazy to believe that will be the go home show for SummerSlam. So three could uh, challenge Cena there. Um, if they do that, like, sorry, if they do Theory versus Cena, I would hope they do more of a, like a, a, a longer build, like an actual, you know, couple week build kind of thing. I don't know what John Cena's schedule is. Uh, I really don't. Uh, so if it is kind of a, a very um, short-term thing and it's really just, just for the match, it, it, it could be that. It could very make perfect sense of Cena come in for his anniversary and then Theory challenge him there because the story has already canceled itself. Theory's interviews. John Cena literally said on Twitter, like, oh, Theory is more, more talented than I'll ever be, or like more, more gifted in terms of like kind of raw skills than, than he ever was. That's out there as well. So a lot of this is already kind of writing itself. Um, I'm, I, I always say I'm, I'm old fashioned. I like, like a couple week build, and then we believe it all up to the, to the pay per view, and we get this big match. But again, John Cena's a very, very busy guy, so maybe that's not the most feasible thing. Uh, I guess, of course, Nessa, we, yeah, I know you love John Cena. I'm a big fan of John Cena as well. I hope he comes back. It's crazy to me that it's going to be his 20, 20 year anniversary. Like, wow. Uh, Stephen saying, I feel old. I feel old too, man. Like, that's that's crazy to believe. Whew, 20 years of John Cena. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, if if three wins, if the dude's match, we're getting off into you know speculation here. But like, if that happens, uh, that's a huge win for Theory, beating his idol like that. Huge in terms of his career. And I, I would think it's safe for the huge person though. Like it doesn't get better than like being in the, being in the ring of your hero and then beating them. You know that, that's that's pretty crazy. So uh, DJ with another good connection here saying, uh, do we think Theory is the real chosen one and will be more successful than Drew McIntyre was back in the day? I already think it's off to a good start. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was when I first started watching when I was a kid, like Drew McIntyre being the, the chosen one, literally Vince McMahon saying this man will be a, a future world champion. And we've seen him do some very similar things with theory here. Um, it sounds bad, but like McIntyre like didn't really look like a star when, when Vince said that he was so young and he looked just like not quite re ready. Like he, he's not to say it's a matter of like, look or or whatever but like theory looks like a million bucks like he is he looks like john cena in a lot of ways like he has that kind of you know this, like this it factor it's very hard to like define but like um i definitely think uh he he it, it has been more successful so far i know the mcintyre back then had icy title reigns uh that he was very much for a while positioned as a lot of ways like theory is um i grant i i i can't recall exactly because i was i was a kid when i was watching at the time I've, I've been more impressed with theory in the general sense, obviously I'm more, more mature now, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like that that's a pretty fair 
kind of assessment of like, I, I think it's going better for theory so far. Um, and I think it stands to get even better again, not, not even just staying focused on, on the John Cena thing, but like, you know, he, he was in, he was in the survivor series match. He got a, a WWE title match the next night, which is you know, crazy at the time. And he held his own that match with Biggie. Um, and thinks he's been, he's been a featured guy on raw. Uh, he's been booked fairly well. He plays gimmick very well. Uh, so I, I'm liking what I'm seeing in that sense. I, I can't, forecast the future but I, I all signs point to this being a, a good run so far and all signs point to it uh lead me to, to feel hopeful, hopeful for where it's going again even, even if it's not a john cena match or whatever uh i think he has a very very bright future so look forward to seeing what happens there steven nice idea of then bring back shane mcmahon to face theory i think that was like a, a, the rumor for, for wrestlemania at some point uh the, on the road to WrestleMania, there were, there were a bunch of like rumors and various things that got debunked or or just fell apart. I thought, I, I think it was like after the Royal Rumble, like they, Shane came back and he was supposedly going to have a match WrestleMania. And I, at least among fans, like that made perfect sense. Oh, Shane versus Theory, like literally fighting for Daddy Vince's love, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, so, like, uh, that didn't happen, but it still could. It still could, especially if this goes on. If, if uh, Vince McMahon becomes more impressive theory. Shane could be like, well, I'm your real son. Like, you know, they're, 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 there's a story there. I like the idea as well. Uh, but in a nutshell, theory is going to defend the title against Mustafa Ali on Sunday at Hell in a Cell. Ali could win. I'm feeling pretty confident that theory is going to win that one, though. Uh, but that was one of two matches we had added to, added to the card for Hell in a Cell tonight. So definitely a very, uh, very uh, raw, heavy, if not exclusive, uh, pay-per-view for Sunday. So as, as as we were talking about last week, is now official. Judgment Day, Edge, Damian Priest, and Ray Ripley will face AJ Styles, uh, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan in, in a mixed-person, uh, six-person six, six uh, tag team match on Sunday at Hell in a Cell. Uh, this has been going on since the, the road to WrestleMania, if you think about uh, Edge and uh AJ Styles at that point, and they've roped in Priest, and now they have roped in Ray Ripley, now Bauer and Morgan. Uh, so maybe perfect sense to do it. And this, as far as we know, is going to be a standard tag team match here. No, nothing crazy. No, no, no sell. And I saw some people on, on Twitter saying, "Oh, this, this should have been a sell." Like, I mean, it could be, but like, I don't know if it's quite at that level yet. And like, the, right now is, I think they only have one cell match announced. I'm checking. Yeah, so one, one cell match right now. Um, I don't know if they would just randomly throw the cell into one of these matches, but um, there are, I don't think there's anything wrong with only having one cell match either, so that's fine by me. Because uh, I'd rather them have the cell matches for the ones that really deserve it, the ones that had uh, uh, the, 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 the real blood feuds. This has been a heated feud. Like, they're, they're clearly, like, they hate each other, the rivals, their enemies, but, like, you know, maybe it's not quite at that level. So, obviously, the big question here beyond who's who's going to win uh, is, you know, as Edge has been teasing, not both in promos and on Twitter, you know, tweeting different pictures of people about who could join Judgment Day. He's recruiting people, uh, expanding the group. Who could it be? Uh, Steven says he thinks this Champa is going to help Judgment Day uh, beat this quote-unquote Bullet Club, if you will. The Bullet Club rejects. I, I didn't see the, the rejects, right? The Bullet Club rejects, yes, in uh, the six-person tag team match. Um I will say, so we saw Ciampa facing Mustafa Ali tonight, and it just made me think, like, and he did, he did the thing where he, like, he clapped his back as he, as he did in NXT, and I talked about it before, I'm a big fan of Ciampa, and I was hopeful when he got called to Raw, I was like, okay, like, this is going to be good, you know, he's great, he's, he's so good in the ring, like, surely, but surely this will go well, surely they'll use him, and it'll be good, and he really hasn't done much, like, he, he attacked Mustafa Ali, like, two weeks in a row, I think, 
think this was the first time they've had a match on Raw, as far as I uh, can recall. Together, a match against each other. Like we've had, I think Champa he had the run on Raw like before he officially got called up on NXT when he's still a babyface, but then he came back to Raw officially got called up and he attacked himself fully, turned heel. But we really haven't seen him do all that much. And Brian saying Champa's being held back. Um, I don't know if it's being held back. Definitely not being used to his fullest potential. So, you know, maybe that's intentional, and like maybe they're trying to kind of hold off on like really showing what he can do because the the report back weeks and weeks ago was when when the report about Ray Ripley joining Judgment, joining Judgment Day first came out. It was her and Ciampa supposedly joining, so supposedly being pitched to, to join the group. Ripley has, Ciampa has not yet, so uh, as we've seen so far, both at WrestleMania and WrestleMania Backlash, the, the pay-per-views, pay-my events, whatever, uh, that's where Edge debuts a, a new, new member for the group, so this would lead me to expect we will see uh, you know, somebody, somebody join the group here, um, Chopper remains the favorite to me in terms of who that could be. Um, I think it's pretty likely at this point. I mean, just based on the pattern we've seen so far, based on I think what makes sense to have Judgment Day win. DJ disagreeing though, saying he does not think there's a reason to have Edge Company win it unless he has uh, one of the one of the opponents turn on each other. Now that, that that's interesting of having AJ or Finn or Liv turn on each other. Uh, there's definitely that possibility as well. If, if it's not a newcomer, if, it's, if he manages to to corrupt someone uh, on, on the other side of the match there. Um, and it, likewise, Dear's asking who could it be. Um, I was talking about it before. Like, I really like the idea of, of Finn Balor, uh, of the, the demon and, and the demon and, and Judgment Day. There, there's something like, like that, that's, that's something very, very, like, I, I like that. Like, it's just, it works. The demon and Judgment Day. Like, they, that feels like they, they very much go together. Um, that it always makes sense. And likewise, Eddie's saying, like, the question here is, will Finn Balor turn AJ Styles? I think if that anybody's going to turn, it's going to be Finn Balor. Like, if AJ Styles, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for him to just turn face and be like, okay, I'm going to align with this guy I've been feuding with literally since February. Um, I don't think that would make the most sense. Uh, so, whereas Finn Balor, like, that would, I could, I could e easily see that happening. Uh, Nessa says she thinks it will be Chapa if, if they get a man slash another male member in this case. Um, I think that makes sense. If it is Finn Bauer here, I think it'll be a great match. As Stephen points out, that's that'd be great. Give that match like 15 minutes and just like let him go on TV on pay per view. Like they will they will tear the house down. That would be great. I love it. They're both great wrestlers, and they if you let them do what they do best, they're 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 not going to disappoint. So uh, if it is Finn Bauer in that case, the thing that'd be cool. I think that'd kind of help reinvigorate reinvigorate his run on Raw here. So I'd like to see that. Uh, but some thoughts here about the six man or six person, sorry, it's saying Eddie's saying uh, six person tag here, saying it could be uh, then he could do a, a six man tag at Money in the Bank. You have Champa there team up with Edge and Priest, and then you do Ray and Liv being in the, the, the ladder match Money in the Bank. I think that makes sense as well. Um, and well, I am hopeful it's gonna be Champa. I, I think I, I definitely want to see Champa. Uh, join the group and, and be, be more featured on Raw. This would be the best way to do that. I say that every week, every week now, working with Edge, Hall of Famer, like that is probably the, the best way that you could be perceived as be, being important on Raw at this point, unless you hold a title, unless you're Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins. Like that's an automatic like boost to your status. So I'm, I'm all in on that. I, I would definitely see that. Uh, but yeah, worth pointing out, Edge was not here tonight. Ray Ripley uh, faced Liv Morgan in, in a singles match. 
uh, and uh, Liv Morgan won. And then post match, they they were they brawled, no edge. So then uh, AJ, Liv, and Finn were able to get the upper hand, and which wasn't great in the sense of like it, it made Damian and, and Rhea look like they couldn't get the job done by themselves, where like, like where they kind of need Edge to, I don't know. To, to, to be at their full strength and or at the least maybe play that seed of like uh the, they need someone else maybe one edge is, isn't there maybe they're not strong enough just by the two of them um i could see that that rationale as well dj city of Liv morgan turning here being a great way to boost her career uh potentially to give her a title around the future i mean she hasn't really had a heel run i mean i remember a lot like years ago i think she was a heel with the, the early edition early, early version of the riot squad uh, but she's been a brave face pretty solidly for quite a while now. Um, and we haven't really, like, uh, joined Judgment Day here pretty much like a full-on heel. So that definitely freshened up her character. Uh, I'm really liking the Finn Balor idea, though. I think there's definitely something there. The demon, like, that, that it speaks to me. Like, just, like, it works. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, I don't know. I could sit here and say, like, oh, they should do this. They should do that. Well, I know. I could I could say, A, they're going to do Z. As, and that happens all the time. <laughs> they do. Uh, but like that's that's part of being a fan. That's fine. Like I, I can think of things that I would like to see. Doesn't mean they're going to do it. Um, but I, I think it'd be beneficial to have Finn Balor join uh, to bring the demon back, even sporadically. I like the idea, and I would definitely I like to see it. Uh, but otherwise, here talk about the the triple threat match. Talk about the match that they added. One match we knew about. Uh, the one one of the big matches here. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell, right, right now at least, the one Cell match on the show. So this will be the, the third match between these guys uh, on a PM Live event. Uh, Rhodes has won both matches here. And kind of because of that, you know, he's beat him twice. The story has been a little lacking. Like they had, they had the, uh, he whipped, uh, Seth whipped him with the, the weight belt last week. They have, they've had some good promos, but like, especially you now after seeing it twice on, on a PM Live event, it's like, okay, they really need to do something really hook me to get me excited not just me but to get anybody to really hook the the the, the fan and get us excited uh for that match and so i was kind of hoping they would do something here uh to do that boy did they so cody rhodes again i i guess i i have mixed feelings with cody at this point like i i am a big aw fan so that it still is very weird to me to see him in wwe to see him being the face of raw and like I didn't love the way he was booked in AEW, so I still have kind of that association with him in, in a lot of ways. And it's, he's not booked the same way here, but just like I still have that kind of just that association. So uh, I didn't love his, uh, his, I haven't loved his run so far. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't all hyped about the Cody counter or whatever, Cody clock or whatever. Uh, but he had a really good problem tonight. He was talking about how, you know, previously he respected Rollins. He talked about how Dusty saw a potential in Rollins. He said Rollins lived up to the hype. And, you know, he's, he's a generational talent. He's got all the tools, but he said on Sunday, all that respect, it's going to be locked outside the cell. You're going to be locked in the cell with somebody that wants to hurt you, and, and I'm going to hurt you. Seth Rollins comes out, and this man says, basically, uh, you left WWE because you weren't good enough. Then you and your friends tried to do, tear down everything that, that I am building. Very clear AW reference. Then Rowland said, you don't get to take a sledgehammer to the throne and then come back and try to take the very, that, 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 uh, that throne from me. What a very good promo. Like, that is exactly what this feud needed. Like, I want to see that. If not from day one, like, that is what I always wanted this feud to be. I didn't need, like, the, it wasn't cheap shots AW. Like, those things happened. He incorporated it into the story. It wasn't like, ha-ha, AW sucks. It was like, no. You know, saying you and your friends tried to build something, a, a competitor, and they didn't say that, but 
pretty much uh, tried to build a competitor directly opposing me slash WWE uh, and, and, you know, making that part of the story. I, I really, really want to see them do that. Um, and finally they did. And in some ways I, I wish it didn't take so long because like they, I feel like there's, there's so much meat on the bone there and I, I don't want them to run this back anytime soon. Like we, this will be the third time we see these guys on pay-per-view. Like I, I would hope they don't have, they don't have another rematch for like, a year and like so sure sure you could you you could run that back like a year from now whatever and still tap into more of that but by then cody will pretty much be a, a wwe guy again if he if he isn't already in a lot of ways uh so like this is this would have been this tonight was a great way to do it and they, they could have done it sooner i'm not going to complain about it because it, it was a great promo of the night so i will say i enjoyed it very much of like having that that very clear uh the the motive and, and the real like feeling of like wow like that the uh, it was it was it was gray area like you, you could probably imagine that that Seth actually may feel that way or other people in WWE may feel that way uh, that you know Cody that Cody did that and now he's back and now he's trying to like again he he did take this legend of the throne and now he's trying to get that the, the proverbial throne back like there's it was, I really like that a lot that really really took the studio to the next level for me uh, the really really good segment then they had this very heated like pull apart brawl yeah they brawled pulled apart security officials and agents. Curtis Axel sighting. Curtis Axel is now a producer for WWE. He uh, he appeared on Raw here as, in, as part of the segment, so that was pretty cool as well. Pretty heated brawl to set up the the uh, you know the, just to set up the, the match for Sunday. Uh, but the, I thought the promo was like really really good. Now I haven't said it before. I'm not even the, the the biggest fan of Seth Rollins, but like damn, like that was that was a really good promo. And even even Cody, I was like Cody as well. Like Cody's promo was like good. Seth's promo was like really really good. I was like wow, like that is what this needed. I really, that's what I wanted to see. So I definitely can't complain over that. Um, I have to think that Seth is going to, sorry, that, that Cody is going to win on Sunday. Um, I I never like doing the kind of thing where it's like, oh, of trilogy matches, oh, you get two wins in a row, and then the other guy gets the last win because then, like, the, moment, the momentum is technically on their side, even though the, the other one got the, 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 the two wins. Like, there's a little something there. Um, DJ points out that WWE might be pissed off. Uh, so WWE might be pissed off about um, what Tony Khan did last night. I don't think what anything Tony Khan did last night, but Tony Khan did take a shot uh, on Friday, very very openly on Twitter at at, uh, a, at WWE for moving Money Bank to a smaller venue. You know, so Tony Khan, you know, as he does, you know, takes some shots here and there, um, as he has ever, ever right to. And uh, reportedly, there there's some rumors and reports that WWE was upset about that. It's, it's all that's all in spirit of spirit of competition like it's you they're competitors so what well, what, are you, what are you expecting for uh yeah so that, that was on fr- sorry dj that was on friday i misinterpreted so uh they, they could be upset about that maybe that's why they they worked worked this in a little bit i know that cody had said i think the the very first interview he did when he signed it like he, it was the, the 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 night of wrestlemania the, the, the interview about him returning came out and he made it clear like he did not want people taking cheap shots at AEW. Um, and we, we have not seen like pretty much any references to AW at all. Like literally, literally the, the commentary team uh, said that Cody's been gone for six years and they made it seem like he hasn't wrestled in six years. So like they've been trying to ignore real life. Um, but here, like, thankfully they, they acknowledge it. It was like, this, this is what's happened. This is where we are. This is, this is the wrestling world as it actually is. So I appreciate that. Like, thank Like I, I, I just, I, I just want to, be able to uh, treat the fans and the viewers, um, like, like we're in tune with, with, with what's happening. Like you don't even have to be an AW fan to know like that's what's going on. 
Um, and as, as an AW fan, it's like, okay, like, thank you for actually acknowledging like that, that is what's happening. So you know, hats off for actually, you know, acknowledging the way things are again, it's purely just saying, Hey, there, that there is a competitor. There's another company that literally just said, you and your friends tried to tear down what I built. That's it. You know, nothing too, too crazy, but because maybe I, I maybe I'll backtrack because if they waited to do it, it had even more impact. So it worked out even better. So that's off them all around. Uh, very good promo here from both guys. And with Cody as well, he really, really sound like he wants to hurt Seth. The, there's no respect here. Like they're going to be in the hell in a cell. Uh, it's, you know, just uh, all, all around. I really enjoyed this. And this really, really did help um, take it take it to the next level. So I definitely enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, and that's just saying that the using real life, um, there's not using real life is stupid. There's no need to avoid it. I absolutely agree. Unfortunately, sometimes we just ignores it, doesn't want to incorporate that. Um, thankfully, they, they did. So definitely was happy about that tonight. Uh, but yeah, just see points that we saw Curtis Axel, PD Williams, Shane Helms, also known as the Hurricane. They're all there. They're their producers. Uh, they're out there as part of this brawl. So uh, if you saw any of them, I definitely, I know Curtis Axel definitely got so like a pretty big, you know, easy, easy, easiest spot moment on TV. So good, good for him. Happy to see him back in WWE there. Um, Steven says if Seth loses, and I think he will, uh, I, I, I don't think it's great to have him lose three times in a row, but I don't think it'd be great to have Cody win twice and then just lose the hell on match. Cause again, like, where is that? Where's that really leave him? So Steven says, if Seth loses, move him to SmackDown. I think that would make sense. We've really, Seth has been on raw for a while. He bounced back and forth a lot. I think he, he got drafted over to Raw in October, but he's he's worked with Owens. He's worked with I mean, I don't even, I don't even like it. Let's okay, let's say that, that he loses, right? And he, he stays on Raw. What can he really do? Um maybe feud of Bobby Lashley. Uh Riddle, maybe, but like they, they have had beef in the past. I don't know if they if you want to work with him. Um, whereas on SmackDown, I feel like there are more options in a lot of ways. It would be a change of scenery, so I definitely like the idea, uh, especially if he loses. Like that, that'd be pretty good. Nessa says, if Seth moves to SmackDown, then Becky will lose. T- uh, then, then, then Becky will leave too. I mean, that's probable, probable, but not like a hundred percent given. They do sometimes split people up. I would think they they would keep them together because they are Seth and Becky, and they would probably want to make them happy. Um, in a lot of ways, SmackDown needs Becky more than Raw needs her right now. So maybe there's something to be said for that as well. Uh, especially again with, with the Sasha and Naomi thing going on. Um, maybe maybe there's something to be said for that as well, sending both Seth and Becky to SmackDown. And yeah, that would definitely be be a hit to it'd be a detriment to Raw. Uh, but I think Raw has more more depth depth than SmackDown, at least right now. So that's definitely definitely something that um I don't know. I, I think there's some, so there's something to be, to be said for that, that, that I think they could both be uh, useful to SmackDown and they could lift off SmackDown because SmackDown's in a, in a bit of a, of, a, of a rough patch right now. Uh, but we'll move on. DJ wants to know, who wants to hear Zeke speak? So we had a six-man tag. It was Mysterios and Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy. Now, you might ask, where was Veer, the guy that's been feuding with the, with the Mysterios for, for several weeks now? Veer, unfortunately, did not come tonight. Just I guess, I guess he uh, wasn't wasn't feeling in the mood, so unfortunately maybe he'll, he'll be he'll feel inspired next week. Uh, but no no veer tonight, definitely a shame. Uh, the yeah, dude, dude just no veer, um, definitely a bummer there. But it was a fun six man tag. Kevin Owens is great. 
Avocado is great. The cereals are good. Uh, Steve's DJ says uh, beer stuck at IKEA again. Hey, if I see a tweet tomorrow and beer is in IKEA, at least I, I'd give him kudos for, for the for the continuity there. But and this is a very fun six man tag. Ezekiel had a fun hot tag at one point. Uh, at one point, he had to hit like a, a, a knee strike uh, that someone said. I think Corey said it was just like Elias. So maybe a little. Oh, blurring of the identities there of like, oh, is, is, is this Elias? I don't know. Uh, but in the end, Owens accidentally super kick Gable. Uh, Gable took a, a double 619 and Ezekiel pinned him, pin him for the win. And I will say in a lot of ways, like they've built Ezekiel probably, I would say, like as good. Okay, not as good. I would say, like, the people that have showed up on Raw since WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes, Ezekiel, I'll, I'll say, I'll stick it to the men's division Cody Rhodes, Ezekiel, and Veer. I would say big three. Uh, Veer has has, built, has gotten a bunch of squash victories, and he beat Dominic and and Mustafa Ali. But like, I really feel like in other ways they've really featured uh, Ezekiel a lot, and they've really built him up as this like pretty important character on Raw. Uh, got one tonight. He will he will be facing Kevin Owens on Sunday. Um, I have to think he will win that in a lot of ways. Like that'd be a very very good way kind of to actually build him up. Or that, or the Owens will, will cheat and will continue. Uh, Stephen says if uh, if Elias shows up on Sunday, Owens is going to have a breakdown. I think that'd be very funny to see as well. And Eddie says Elias will appear to piss off Kevin Owens, and the Owens will just snap. He did throw a, a temperature tantrum tonight, so maybe they're they're setting up some kind of uh, some big blow up here for Kevin Owens to just kind of lose it to be to become so so obsessed and so frustrated and driven crazy uh, but by this Ezekiel madness here. But that, that that could happen. Uh, but yeah, Brian Everett, we say this every week. Owens is making the absolute most of this. Like this shouldn't be working as as well as it as well as it is. But Owens is great. Everyone involved has really been like making the storyline work. They're like Gables and funny. Otis is like they, they play off each other very well. And again, I don't mean to sound bad, but like Ezekiel is like the least entertaining part of this. Like, yes, he deserves credit for for getting over as as his own brother. In a lot of ways um but it, like the character isn't that interesting like he, he just seems like a guy like he's, he's elias's brother generic kind of a gener generic baby face we haven't really seen who he is yet maybe maybe that's the problem whereas owens like owens is funny he's like always mad and like, all these all these shenanigans and antics like the the lie detector test and, and the, the the foil D dna test like that's when the real like hook of this this feud here and like we still like this is the, I I've been saying this since I think the the night after WrestleMania maybe maybe, maybe the week after, um, the whole story the the appeal has been Owens and what what, uh, what Owens is doing and I guess to an extent uh, what Chad Gable and Otis are doing, when when like uh, the whole story is about Ezekiel and like it's not he's not really been the most entertaining part of it which is it's just a weird 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 dynamic to have here. Um, but uh, Steven says if Ezekiel wins slash gets gets pushed uh, coming out of this, he could face slash feud with Theory. I think that'd be cool. They they, they again. I I guess I'll, I'll I'll lump in Theory with with those guys that they're they're getting pushed like the, the newcomers on Raw. Theory's been around since really I guess all October. But you, I guess going back to then, like he's been, he's been booked very very well. Uh, him as well and, and Ezekiel. So I could definitely see that as this kind of like you know two. Um, I guess I mean technically Ezekiel's like a, a young star, but like he's kind of, he's Elias, so don't tell anybody. But yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like it's weird. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. And again, I, I don't know what, what the end game is. Eddie points out that Ezekiel is a more skillful wrestler than Elias. Um, I will say that like Elias never blew me away as a wrestler, uh, but Ezekiel he has 
perfectly fine slash good matches. So like I've I definitely noticed that as well. I never like I never really watched an, an Elias match. I was like, oh wow, that was that was a good match. But Ezekiel, was, I've been like, yeah, that was a pretty pretty good match. Like can't really complain. Uh, whereas last he was always having like the, the the symphony of destruction matches and stuff like that. Um, so I, I will give I will give him props to that. Like because they are different different characters, different performers. Like Elias wasn't really the uh, a skillful wrestler to use that his term there. Whereas Ezekiel, that's really more of what what we're seeing here. So maybe maybe that's the key difference. And I guess I've been taking that for granted. But um, I don't know. Uh, more projections about uh, Elias maybe coming back. Maybe maybe it'll happen on Sunday. Hell in a Cell. Maybe again. I just I'm I'm struggling to think like how this is all going to work out. Of like. Are they just going to have Ezekiel disappear? Are we going to see both guys kind of alternate weeks or, or segments? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, Caesar says they could build up build up Ezekiel like him, but like Eugene having him do signature moves uh, of everyone else. Yeah, I, I, I could see that as well. I, I don't know if they already are doing that. I haven't, I haven't like caught on to it so much. Um, but I again, more I've been definitely impressed with what he's doing uh, in the ring. Again, especially compared to Elias, and Elias is perfectly fine. But like he's definitely stood out in terms of just being more, no, more of a more of a wrestler. Like Elias, Elias was an entertainer. Like he was a musician. He was the guitar guy, and they, and he wrestled. and He was good. And he's entertaining. You know, I I think that I think that makes sense. So, uh, what else do we got here? So we had. Oh, of course, you got to talk about it. So we had Ms. TV hyping up Ms. Ms. Mrs. The, the, the Street Profits interrupt. They hit the Miz with, it doesn't matter what you think, as a shout-out to The Rock. And then somehow Ms. TV devolves into 24-7 title shenanigans. Dana Burke runs down. T-Bar had, had a little moment, moment, moment in the sun here. T-Bar got on TV. And then, like, the whole 24-7 title scene uh, spilled in the ring. R-Truth, Paulo Cruz, uh... I think I think Reggie was there. Tamina, Akira So Tamina winds up pinning Dana Burke to win the 7 title. And then she kisses Akira And then Tozawa pins her. I guess, oh, sorry. Nestro says that Reggie was missing. When, when the whole when the whole like locker room of the 24 7 title scene's there, I just like, kind of assume everyone that we're seeing is out there. So Reggie was missing. That's okay. Uh, I guess he just wasn't, wasn't part of that tonight for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, but definitely been a while since we've seen T-Bar on TV, so cool to see that. Uh, but then the Kurosawa, he portrayed the woman that he loves. He decided to pin uh, pin Tamina after a kiss, and he ran away with the title. So Kurosawa, once again, the 27 champion. This segment, I mean, again, I try not to be like too harsh or negative. Like the, the 27 title scene, like I, I we did. I don't think we had a segment with it last week, and I, I was relieved and and just happy about that. And to have it back tonight, I was just like, it's 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 time. Like it's it's not good. It's it's not good. They, like it's the same things or the same kind of things every week, especially with this. You know, they all like ran the ring and they're doing like you know shenanigans and chaos or whatever. Um, Tazawa gets the title. He's been the champion before. Nesha and Stephen both both upset. The truth still did not get his baby back. Truth came close. He was about to kick uh, Apollo Crews tonight. It seemed like he was going to get uh, the chance to get, get get the title here. Not tonight. Not tonight. I think Truth should win it back, and somehow they should just retire it. Like, it's... I don't know. I... Nessa says she likes it. Like, I just... It's... I think it's Rance, of course, for me, at least. You're more than welcome to disagree. Uh, but it's pretty much been the same things every week. Even when it's not the same things, even when it's when it's the, the double wedding, or if it's whatever it might be, like you, what, if it's if it's something new, 
again, I, I always default to like, I liked when it was crazy, crazy stuff like the, the OBGYN appointment 2019, where they're really going, getting really creative and fun with it. And this is like, it's just kind of like, I don't want to say lame, but like, I'm not, I'm not really enjoying it. And I don't, I'm not trying to sound harsh, but I don't think that they're going to, going to turn around and retire anytime soon. It gets more people on the show. It gets, you know, Tazala, Tamina, Dana Brooke, R2, four might be on the show. Um, Steven says they, they should retire the 24-7 title and the women's tag titles. I mean, I could see the women's tag titles in a way. I, I think a lot of it would make more sense to retire the 24-7 title, but, um, I, I think they're just going to press on and keep it going. But yeah, national, yeah, good times. 2019 national points. Say yes. Maria Canales Bennett had the title while she ends. She was pregnant. She was a pregnant champion. Maria Canales is great. I mean, she's absolutely amazing. Just in the, in the world of wrestling, she was doing great things with woman, women's wrestling army uh, and a new, new independent wrestling company that's uh, trying to really change the game a lot of ways. So that's off what they're doing over there. Um, WWE did not do her or Mike Bennett right, so or slash Mike Mike Canales. So glad they're they're both doing great things elsewhere um, in their own in their own ways. Uh, but yeah, I think we're we're far ways away from that. Uh, I, I actually liked or at least wasn't more entertained by the, the twenty seven title scene uh, back then. So this is not that. This is this is not that. Uh, but what we have a couple other things here. DJ points out that Alexa Bliss beat Dewdrop. Alexa Bliss on a roll. They even gave her a video package recapping her. Her, her, I think it was her uh, Money in the Bank win from a couple years ago, uh, and then she won, she won the title coming out of that. So, kind of reminding us that Alexa Bliss is a big deal. She's a big star. Uh, whereas previously she was off the show for months, and they clearly did not did not have any plans for her. Now, don't really know what the plan is, but she's on TV and winning matches every week. So I definitely can't complain about that. I'm very happy about that. Big fan of Alexa Bliss. Very glad she's back on TV. Very glad she's winning matches. She beat uh, Dewdrop tonight with Nikki Cross, Nikki ASH at ringside. Nothing to really write home about. Just she won the match and she keeps rolling. So happy to see that. I don't really know where this is going. Uh, I I would think maybe Money in the Bank. I think I didn't. I I think I mentioned her earlier with Ray Ripley. I think her and Ray Ripley probably would be the favorites to win, win Money in the Bank at this point. So maybe that's kind of what we're slowly gearing up towards of like having her get built up and just gain more more momentum here. If if so, cool. Uh, in a lot of ways, I I, I feel like um, there's something beneficial about having her get the title here, or if if not. Her, I mean, I don't know. I, I think her and Ripley, there's, there's something said either way. At least Ripley, she's in, she's in Judgment Day. Right now, Bliss, she's, she's winning matches, but there's there's still doesn't feel, feel like this big like story or, or longer-term picture, again, other than maybe maybe building her up for, uh, if not Money in the Bank, Steven points out maybe, maybe a tile shot otherwise. Um, I only... I don't know. I feel like with Money in the Bank, she, she could easily win the title. If she faces Bianca Belair like, in, a, in a singles match, I don't necessarily know if that would go her way because because it's not Blair and they'd probably clearly want to, want to push her like that. But at the same time, like she's if she wins my bank, I don't think she would cash in on, on Bianca or whatever and, and win the title because that's a very heelish thing to do. So I don't know. I, I, I like the idea either way. I, I like the idea of having her featured in, in the title scene. So even if she loses, I wouldn't complain about that too, too much. By the way, I think we all agree uh, that Alexa needs a title shot as, as uh, national points out here. Uh, and then Eddie says the, the win tonight uh, was definitely a way to get bliss momentum. Maybe for a match against, maybe for a match against Bianca, not not my at, not the Money in the Bank match, but against Bianca at Money in the Bank. 
I think that makes sense. There's still several weeks away from that. Uh, Nesha, I, I'm with you 100%. I say this every week. Robert, uh, my, my co-host on the Friday show, Robert E. Fleece, blatantly disagrees with me. He, he does not want to see it. I don't think John likes the idea either, but I'll, I'll fight for it. Nesha says, let's get Alexa Bliss and Nikki ASH as the tag team champions here. Um, heck yeah, man. Like I, I love those two when they were together back in the day. Again, shout out to 2019 when, when the world still made sense. Um, you know, they, they were a tag team. But that was before Nikki was uh, almost a superhero and back before Alexa was possessed by the Fiend. You know, and once she was like the the, 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 the goddess and everything and Nikki, she was Nikki Cross and she was you know, this like, you know, off kilter, you know, crazy, crazy person. Not, not crazy. You know, you, you know what I mean? Um, I thought they were great together. I have been hoping for a long time now they, they would reunite somehow. Um, I was hoping what, when Alexa was still fully a heel, that she would unite with, with uh, Nikki SH and they become like Har Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy of sorts for any, any comic, comic fans out there. Uh, I, I, I really liked the idea and they didn't do it. And now that Alexa's back, she's a face. In, but then Nikki's doing the doing single do drop. So I don't know how that would necessarily, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea. Shout out, shout out to Nestor for that one. I, I want that to happen. I, I think they're going to roll with with um, Nikki and, and Dewdrop, at least for now. And that's fine. You know, good good for Dewdrop. But, like, I, I definitely like the idea of reuniting Alex and Nikki there. Because um, I think they were very well together. So, hopefully hopefully they reunite or at least feud at some point. I, I know they, they had a match last week. But, like, I'd like to see them actually work together in, in a little more... Uh, a, a little more substantial way, whether it's feuding, work together, whatever it might be. Uh, but yeah, Nesha says she guesses in that case, Nikki and Dewdrop being champions then. I mean, at this point, you got Nikki and Dewdrop, you got Shane and Natalia, you got if they reunite, look, right, reportedly, Zelina Vega is out of an injury right now. So she, she will not be, if they do the tournament next week, like, I don't think she'd be able to do that. Um, if they hold off, it, it's a quote unquote future tournament. So if they hold off on that, uh, they could they could reunite Camilla and, and Zelina Vega out of necessity, uh, really, if anything, and probably bring up a, a team or two from NXT. So at that point, I would probably predict Shayna and Natalia, and I would say N N Nikki and Dujab probably is the, the second most favorite there, because then out of four teams, like could be anybody. Uh, but Nessa says she does not want Natalia and Shayna to be the champions. Steven says uh, maybe the Bell the Bellatons come back, maybe. I know that they've made it clear they want to come back if, if the doctors approve, and there are obviously a bunch of you know, complications to kind of work with there. Like, can they get approved schedules? I know that they're both doing their own things in various ways. So I think that's definitely an option. I, I know they, they've made it clear they want to wrestle for the title. So there's a, a, like, that's half the battle alone. So so maybe, maybe one day. But speaking of tag team matches, the main event, actually, not sorry, not the main event. We had the countdown for the usos versus shinsuke nakamura and riddle this is set up on smackdown of course riddle randy orton being out of action right now maybe just taking time off i know i know and then shinsuke nakamura his partner rick boogs actually hurt so these two guys teamed up together uh to to join forces and try to get revenge on the usos we had a championship contender match much like uh in a lot of ways uh we had ali versus Ciampa earlier so this was if the uh if the usos lost uh, Riddle and Nakamura would, would get a title match. Well, this has got DQ'd. Uh, they tried to use Riddle's scooter on him. So Riddle and Nakamura won. So they earned a title shot at some point. They had not confirmed when yet. Could it be Hell and Cell? I don't know. The card's already looking a little crowded. So maybe it'll be the next week or whenever. Um, but they, they earned a title match. So we're going to look forward to seeing that. And then after match, we had a beat down. And then Riddle did a super RKO. This man is like mastering the RKO. He's definitely learning a lot from the Viper here. Steven says the, the Super RKO was, was awesome. 
yeah, like Riddle, uh, definitely. He's like, you know, it's like we're seeing that that growth of like at first he's doing the RKO and he was doing it, but now he's doing the RKO and he's really good at it. So I'm liking what we're seeing there with him, even even with Randy Randy being off right now. Either again, either storyline injury, whatever it might be, still carrying on the, the legacy of the Viper. So that's very very nice. Um, and that's just that it's time for the Usos to lose and cause problems in the bloodline. I don't know about that. I mean, Vidal and Nakamura, as Eddie says, they're they're an interesting tag team. Is, is that the team you have the Usos lose to? Your your record setting tag team, SmackDown tag team champions. Now you're unified tag team champions. I don't know about that. Like, I, I think I, I think we are we are quickly looking at a time where it will it, it will be a good time for for the Usos to lose to to kind of create those those problems within within the bloodline. But is but is it to Nakamura and Vidal? I don't know about that because they they are very much, very much a, a thrown together team uh, that feels like a temporary kind of thing. Whereas like the the, the street profits or the lethal, lethal lovers over on SmackDown or I don't even know who else might be. Nessa points out, yeah, I, I don't know who is going to beat them right now. I look at the the the, the roster in general. Um, they've already faced the street profits. They've already faced Viking Raiders. They've already faced. I don't think that they faced Alpha Academy, but that, that's another heel team. So. Not a lot of depth, in terms, especially with Randy Orton and RK Bro being out of commission right now as, as a collective. Red Vittle said there, obviously, but um, I don't know. It could be the new day. Uh, Robert and I talked about this last week, the previous week on SmackDown. Uh, it could be the new day. You can, you can always run back new day usos. I don't think anybody would really complain about that. Uh, did DJ's idea of having Bauer and Styles beat them? I like the idea as well. But again, yeah, if we're talking about maybe Finn Bauer turning on Styles, I don't know if that's really feasible. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really like nobody really seems to be jumping out to me. Some maybe maybe there's somebody said for for having Nakamura and Riddle like, as as an upset just to kind of to, again further that story of having uh, that that dissension that within the bloodline and you know not really worry so much about the the quality of, of the tag titles here. Any points on maybe, maybe the Priest and uh, either Edge or maybe even Chumpa. I like the idea as well. But again, to me, I'm very old-fashioned. I'm thinking, like, okay, the Usos probably should lose to a, a big face team. And then who might that be? New Day, Street Profits. They've been a little more, a little more heels here and there lately, but I think they're still baby faces. Um, uh, Steven says maybe, maybe it'll be fight, fight Club. Those are definitely heels. I don't know about that. Viking Raiders, I mean, the Usos already beat them. So, like, I think New Day's a pretty safe bet. Uh, if if Finn Balor doesn't turn, I, I like that idea. That'd be a very, very fun tag team, even as like a, a fairly brief reign. So I like these options. I don't really know uh, one over the other, like who, who I favor in terms of like actually realistic possibility. But at the end of the day, Stephen picking the Usos, Usos will retain whenever it happens. I don't know. Could be Hostel, could be next week. I don't really know. And he says it doesn't see anybody. Uh, Stephen, Stephen does not see anybody being the Usos at least anytime soon. Now I tend to agree. Uh, Eddie says, "Oh, I like this idea. Uh, you could you could do uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn teaming up together again. I like the idea as well. Um, those guys have a ton of history, and we saw they had a little bit of a falling out on SmackDown, but they're best buds. They could they could patch it together. So um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. You have the the, the blood the bloodline connection as well. So maybe that's more more of a long term thing. But if not, not just saying maybe it's more of a, a short term thing." Someone like New Day or whatever could easily be the Usos potentially. So we'll wait and see. But otherwise, I think that takes us to the main event. A very questionable, questionable main event segment. It was the contract signing for Bobby Lashley versus almost an MVP, Helen Cell. Going to be a handicap match. 
this was pretty much what we've seen. MVP saying that he's going to end end the Almighty Era at Allen Cell, saying that Lashley is nothing without him, saying that he made Lashley, uh, and that you know, you know, the, the age of almost the, the giant is upon us, and it's going to start at Hell in a Cell. Uh, then they brawled. Cedric Alexander got involved, and then uh, then Lashley speared almost their table to end the show standing tall, heading into Hell in a Cell. Um, as we talked about before, I have to think that. Uh, that almost should win in a lot of ways, but at the same time, um, Ashley kind of needs a win to get back if, if they want to push him as like a title contender. So uh, definitely a tough call here. If I had to, like, I, I almost should win that. Like almost probably should win. Um, but then with two comments, two, two comments saying it should be in the cell. Like it's not that heated of a feud though. Like, yeah, they, they got the MVP betrayal. Yeah, they've been feuding for a while. This will be their third match. At a, at a PMI event, so by the same logic of, of Cody and Seth, that the, the cell can make it feel more more special. So I, I definitely see that idea as well. Uh, like it hasn't been that heated. Like they've 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 had some beatdowns. They've had any MVP in his promos, but like I don't feel it's quite there. And again, they they do this all the time. It doesn't have to be this bitter grudge blood feud. But like I like I like when that when they do that or uh, in, a, in a general sense. Uh, but at the end of the day, the feud does have to end eventually. Uh, and and Lashley, uh, sorry, Stephen says that they should uh, put Lashley back in, in the title picture with a win here. I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, Nesha says it would keep, a sale would keep Lashley out of it. Well, it, it will be a handicap match. This will not be a singles match. It will be a, a handicap match with MVP and almost against Lashley. Uh, a sale would keep someone like Cedric Alexander out. Cedric attacked Lashley tonight to help almost yet again. Um, so I think there's something said for that. I would expect Cedric to probably interfere on Sunday, uh, and maybe Shelton Benjamin as well. I know I think Shelton's been potentially hurt. I guess or something lately. I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, but Eddie projecting victory for Lashley. DJ says MVP is going to come Lashley. I don't, know, I don't know about that. Like, where I obviously almost could like destroy Lashley and MVP could pin him. But um, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the handicap match will, will make it different enough than what we've already seen. I think almost should win. Again, it's kind of really, really uh, cement him. But oh, aside from the match, this was a very weird thing to end the go-home show on. Like, this was not the most hot segment. It was not the most in interesting segment. Again, MVP said pretty much the same thing about the Almighty Era and about, you know, him and Lashley and betraying Lashley and everything. Um, I This is what we've pretty much already seen. Whereas, as Eddie points out, I fully agree. The, the show should have ended with the Cody and Seth thing, with their, their great promos, with the brawl. That would have been a very entertaining, very exciting close to the show. That's a self-pay-per-view. That's how you kind of go off the air uh, for, for Raw, at least the, the last time for the pay-per-view. Definitely like that idea. Um, and, and they went with the contract signing. I don't know why. WWE is going to WWE. I don't know. <laughs> it's what they do. Uh, but uh, Eddie, I definitely agree with you there. I think that would have been a much better idea. Steven points out he doesn't know what's worse, almost Von Wagner. I, I think it's Von Wagner. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to knock Von Wagner when, when we're not even on the NXT show, but like at least almost like they're both big guys, but almost is like a giant. Almost is like this colossus of a guy. Um, I've, I've been very, yeah, at least like he's got that going for him. And that makes up for any anything else. Whereas like Von Wagner, like, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be too hard on the guy, but like I'll, I'll take almost over Von Wagner if you, if you ask me between the two. But uh, DJ says he thinks we could see Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin Hell in a Cell. Um, I could see that. He's saying uh, we could, the, the, the Corbin was at the Cubs game uh, today to throw the first pitch. 
could see that as well uh, for for the, for Hell in Cell potentially. But again, it's so weird right now. Seven matches, all Raw matches, uh, and there's still SmackDown on Friday. But like you would think they would have been out something, something for SmackDown already. Um, but this was the go home show for Hell in a Cell for Raw. We had again two matches added to the show for for Hell in a Cell. We had more build for Hell in a Cell promos, uh, matches. Yeah, you know, Bianca Belair Asuka was, was a pay per view match. We had a contract signing that was not the best uh, closing segment, but all in all, I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, not the best, but like again, I think more than anything, I was so, I so enjoyed Cody the Cody and Seth thing. Uh, that, that like props up my number strong enough to be like a pretty decent seven uh, for the go home show. I probably would have preferred like a little stronger like build for some of these matches. Like they they build up uh, Theory and Ali tonight. They build up the 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 Judgment Day thing tonight, and and that's been in the work for a couple weeks now. But not the best like you know go home self for the show. Not the worst either. They they've been worse go home shows too. But thought I could have been better. And I agree with Nash just saying it was a seven. Nothing special, not not bad, not great, about in between. Steven says he'll give it a 6.5. Um, and DJ with a 2.3. Oh, my goodness. DJ, 2.3. I think it was that bad. My gosh. Like, I, for for me to give, like, below, below a 5 for all, you know, if they, they've, they've done, they've messed up real bad. Uh, for I try to give, like, a 6-ish on average, and, like, a 7 is, like, a decent show. 2.3, like, yeah. The day I give a show a 2.3, folks, we're, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Laura gives a show an 8.10. And it says a 6. Let's settle Hell in a Cell before Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, we got Hell in a Cell. And then we're on, on to Money in the Bank. Uh, that is that is when? July 2nd. That's the first weekend of July. So already uh, a couple weeks. Man, about about a, just under a month. So they've got enough time to build that. And we're looking look forward to the, the build for that uh, coming out of Hell in a Cell starting next week here on the Raw Show, where I, I and Johnny Hart will be doing uh, the Raw Post Show as I do every Monday. Again, John was on vacation tonight, but usually John and I are here on Mondays to talk about Raw. Uh, we are here on Tuesday, Tuesday nights to, uh, to talk about NXT. So we'll be here on Tuesday night to talk about that. Uh, NXT, will, NXT will have in your house on Saturday. So make sure to look forward to that as well. And otherwise, Robert and I should be here on Friday for Friday Night SmackDown, schedule permitting. And otherwise, great uh, – uh, actually, sorry, we have the two Diamond Dudes on the Rampage covering all things AEW. We do have Hell in a Cell on Sunday. John and I are tentatively planning on doing the Hell in a Cell post-show live after the show on Sunday. So we should be able to do that on Sunday. I will confirm that, and I'll try to ask John about that before the show for NXT uh, tomorrow. And otherwise, a great great stream of uh, of, of interviews constantly, constantly coming at you. Bill Pritchard, Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Ruby Soho from my Ruby Riot, and also Ric Flair, Ric Flair, WWE Hall of Famer, absolutely awesome that we were able to get him for an interview. Uh, again, say say what you will about him, but like, cannot deny Ric Flair, absolute legend. Like that's 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 cool. I guess that's really cool. Uh, I, I, I what can I say? I, I think I think that's cool, but um. DJ went out. He'll be Hell in Cell in person. So there you go, DJ. Uh, you'll fill us in with that, any of your, your in-person observations there, uh, I guess, the, the, the next night on Monday if you can join us. But, uh, yeah, as I said, Monday, Tuesday, Friday for the for our weekly Raw SmackDown XC post shows. Hell in Cell on Sunday. We are more than likely going to have a post show for that right after the show there. Uh, interviews, all these things and more. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff and more. You know where to find us. Please do leave a like and subscribe. And with that said, folks. You know, especially these days, the world outside is a scary place. It's a scary place. 
But that is why, especially, I, I appreciate you all so very much for taking the time out of, you, out of your days slash nights slash early mornings at this point to take your time to, to sh share the love of wrestling with me, to talk about wrestling, whether it's a good show, whether it's a, a 2.3 level Raw as as made it, or if it's, a, if it's a really good show, whatever it might be, anywhere that it falls. We come in together to do one thing, and I appreciate it all so much. I appreciate it because together we all enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.